Uh, before we go any further, I want to preface this. Yo, yo, guys! Awesome here, also known as Blue Skies. I am joined by Justin and Maya, and welcome to the first episode of Jam Entertainment Movie Reviews. Today, we have watched Twenty Eight Days Later, my personal favorite movie. So, before we get started, since I'm going to take the lead and discuss this, I want to just get a very, very quick note from our two other people from our here. Sponsor. What did you guys think? What did you guys? Did you guys love the movie? Hate it? What did you guys think? Very I quick loved it. Ideas. Yeah. Who's, who's going to go nice. first? Who's going to go first? I loved me. it. It was great. So let me give a little explanation about how our jam entertainment movie reviews are going to work. Every week, uh, each of us will recommend a movie uh, in the order of which is the name of our channel, Jam Entertainment, being Justin, Austin, and Maya. Uh, each week when someone recommends a movie and it's their movie, they'll be the first person to talk about the movie since this week it is me. I will be talking first. Technically, it would be Justin first, but he did a oopsie poopsie I did an oopsie. stupid moment with uh, recording. And so, unfortunately, we had to scrap that episode. So this is the actual first episode. And so, also, the first episode was like Sonic, so we didn't care enough to review that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let me launch right into it. Uh, one of the reasons why I love this movie is right off the bat, it's an apocalypse movie. I am a huge fan of those kinds of films. Uh, the story is phenomenal. Everything about this movie is just on point. I absolutely love it. I could gush over it for hours. But instead of taking up lots of time for my intro... Uh, I'm I'm gonna let it go off to the new people who were freshly watching this film instead of watching it for the twentieth time like I had. And so uh, Maya, what did you think as watching it for the first time ever yesterday? I honestly very much enjoyed watching this movie. I thought it was gonna be like some generic zombie plot movie where a virus spreads. The survivors think they're gonna die. You know they're the only ones left on Earth. But then, all of a sudden, they find a single, they go there, and then happily ever after the movie ends. I mean, half of that happens, not gonna lie, but they made it so unique they in a way. They the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they also made, like, the zombie, like, virus so unique. It's, and they're actually, like, throwing up blood, and their eyes are just full-on red. I just, I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, the virus in this film is according to the creators and the writers, uh, based off of Ebola, uh, and they wanted the rage virus to not be something that actually kills the host like most zombies do, where it changes them, it transforms them into a monster, where this this virus is evoking uh, anger that is present in every single human being on Earth. Yeah, and another thing that I really loved is that they were so fast. Like, they were just sprinting, just chasing people, and I loved that so much. I find it refreshing that they're not, like, stumbling pieces of shit, or just, like, yeah, walking I at think point it's one so miles terrifying being chased by something that's, like, twice your speed. I think that's just mm. horrifying, well, yeah, and I love that. Because you can't get away from it. It's just, like, yeah, you're just dead. And it's Jim's character introduction... Let me just say, that is the first movie I have ever seen where they included the full penis. Just the full thing. Yeah, yeah they, they had balls. Yeah, they didn't give a shit. They Literally. had the balls to show it. Like Yeah, like ev everything, everything. I was kind of shocked at first, to be honest. I, I was like, I'm wait, kind normally of... I only see ass. I got to see the full thing. 
I'm kind of incredibly impressed by it because usually, like, according to most movies uh, on the planet, that, like, showing that will, like, immediately just get you an NC-17. So I'm surprised that this movie got an R rating with that. Because usually, as soon as they show that shit, NC-17, right there. You can show as much blood as you want, but no no pee-pee, no penis. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I thought having the full, like, penis or, like, boobs or something on a movie was illegal for a long time. <laughs> really? I don't know why, I just thought they- is that really allowed, though? Yeah, as long as the actors are okay with it. Like, you know, yeah, yeah really like, but imagine problem. having your- but imagine having your penis for, like, thousands of people, like, millions of people to see. Well, Some I mean, actors are uh, willing like, to do God, that. God damn, the balls. They're active in it, and that no, does take God. guys. But actually doing it itself wouldn't be as hard. The like it, they do it on a closed set, right? So there's only like the the main people and the person doing the camera, right? So like the yeah. director and maybe the sound and right. It's very very private, and um, it's not like the room. <laughs> no, yeah, Tommy Wiseau just walks onto the set, <laughs> dick and balls out. Uh, Alright, let's film the scene, boys. Fucking cock and ball No, around. everyone needs to see ass. Yeah, everybody <laughs> needs to see my ass. We need to sell the movie. Everyone needs to see my ass while I fuck belly button. <laughs> yeah, while he fucks the belly button. That, that'll be a discussion for a different day. I am just saying, one day I am going to recommend those two movies. Uh, and oh, as God, I'm, I'm, watch it again. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend them as like a double feature. I like, hate you. That's down. That's down. I'm done. Exactly. Okay. okay. Well. Okay. All right. Well, Maya, what would you give this as a rating? Oh out wow. Of out of ten. Uh hmm. See, when I first watched it, I gave it, like, a 7, but now that I got the time to fully process it, I think I'm gonna give it a 9 out of 10. Um, <laughs> I realized I actually didn't give a rating myself. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna be going, like, full top grades when it comes to the actual rubric rating, but when it comes to personal rating, this is definitely a 10 out of 10 for me personally. This is my all-time favorite movie. If your all-time favorite movie isn't a 10 out of 10, then your standards are way out. Well, yeah, so. then you're stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you, would give, you would give The Thing a 10 out of 10, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd give The Thing Alien, you know, I'd, I'd give them all a 10 out of 10. Yeah, exactly, so... i give The Hitman's Bodyguard a 10 out of 10, so... i give The Winter Soldier a 10 out of 10. Ooh, i give... Yeah. What's a... What's yeah, a that's a good choice. i give Into problem. the Spider-Verse a 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah, no, Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, oh, yes there we go. Ten. I have to agree, I have to agree. 10 Thank out of 10 you. for Into the Spider-Verse. Thank Spider you very much. Alright, well, Justin, how about you continue on? What, what did you think of 28 Days Later? Now, you've seen it a couple of times now. My opinion originally was a lot lower than it is now, because I find that I was I was really critical of the movie the first time, um, like, very needlessly critical of the movie the mm -hmm. first time I watched it. Uh, since then, uh, the movie has kind of grown on me. No, it's, it's probably just as, like, important as night of the living dead you could see the it's its influence on the genre the way they drastically <laughs> change the concept of the zombie the way they uh they kind of subverted a lot of expectations for the uh for the plot points at the time like the cliche zombie movie plot points as you're talking yeah. about maya because i was just looking at it as in like oh 
Well, looking at it nowadays, there's a bunch of zombie movies that are like this. But, at the time, this was like the... Like, this was the movie that created those. And that that has to be commended. I was, I was pretty stupid, like, watching it the <laughs> first time. I was pretty un- uneducated, uncultured, hashtag ratioed. Um, <laughs> so what do you give it, then? What do you give it? Uh, now, I would probably give it a 10 out of 10. It was, it was so good, like, just rewatching yeah. it again. I've seen this movie a lot, both when I was younger, it was one of my favorite movies as a kid, but I really understand. I wasn't even allowed to watch watching. movies like that as a kid. I was. Oh my god. <laughs> Get pranked. I just watched animal documentary. Get pranked. Fucking animal planet 24-7. Planet, planet 51. Oh god. Oh. Don't remind me that that movie exists. Never in front of me ever again. <laughs> I, will, I promise. I promise. Okay, okay. Imagine something better like Finding Nemo or something. Or like Planet 51. Oh my Stop goodness. <laughs> yeah. Alright, alright. Let's get back on track here. So, uh, what you see before you now on your screens, this is the official Jam Entertainment grading rubric. This is the filtration system of all the comments and everything that we want to talk about that we like or dislike about this movie and give it an actual grading uh we put it through five categories each category getting a maximum of 20 points and that will then end up getting to a score out of 100 uh the categories are cinematography uh which covers everything that you would see on screen uh writing which is the main story and the dialogue Acting, which is obviously just like the casting and the portrayal of these characters and emotions and that kind of shit. Sound and music, pretty standard, right? Sound effects, the mixing, the actual quality of uh, ADR or that kind of stuff. And then obviously if the soundtrack is iconic or not. Uh, And then post-production, which includes special effects, uh, pacing, and just general transitions and editing style. That's my problem. yeah, so each of us kind of, like, specialize in these different categories, uh, or at least we used to. Um, Justin specifically is post-production. I'm not proficient in music, I don't write, I don't know how to, um, play any instruments, and I don't really understand the theory of it, but I've always had a very decent ear for music and soundtracks, and I, both, uh, so I'm very both fond you and of Maya. Bo- Both you and Maya hey, have look at that. pretty good ears yeah. for music. Well, we're gonna. The first thing we're gonna be talking about, the first category on the list, is cinematography. Uh, you, I, like I said, with at least with all these categories with this movie in particular, I could go off for a while. Um, Maya, you seem pretty, pretty excited and uh, enthusiastic about talking about the cinematography of this movie. So I'll, I'll let you set the stage for this category. Often you are an angel. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my notes that I have written down is just about the cinematography. Oh, the cinematography oh no, so I have. No, that was one of the main things I enjoyed most about this movie because a lot of the shots just explain and have a certain feel to it without having to explain themselves. Oh man! And an example of that is when Jim gets out of the hospital. He goes out to the street, right? There's there's garbage everywhere. There's parked cars, and there's a shot where it's like. He seems like the smallest person there, and you kind of feel just as alone as he was in that moment. It's, it's a very visually powerful movie. Like it really oh, it is, and I love like, it. I mean, we were just watching, like you said, we were watching the video about things we didn't know about this movie, and they talk about the statue within the military building, 
how that Greek statue was one of the people who actually said that trusting the Trojan horse was a bad idea and to be careful what it was, which is symbolism for how Selena, Jim, and um, Hannah shouldn't have just blindly trusted the military guys. They're the Trojan horse, right? Because sure, they might be powerful and have guns and protection, but you know, they also like to run. Oh my god! Oh my god, you just dropped it. One thing that I really liked that they kept doing is like whenever they have shots of where you'd see kind of like the zombies point of view of running towards where the main characters are but the way the ca like they shot it it was like the camera is shaking like you were one of the zombies running it's like mm -hmm. kind of like a zombie point of view shot i think the best version of that shot is when they're in jim's house like his parents house and he's watching the recordings and it cuts to outside and you just see the, t the camera violently just look to the left towards the house as if a zombie was in chilling just like the fuck yeah and the shots even kind of like explain kind of like the shit situation they're in without having to like word it out because like the water situation without having to explain it you can see a shot of the aquarium in uh, frank's apartment and it barely has any water in it it's kind of like ah there's a water problem. I see the fish are gonna die oh, eventually. Yeah, it's, yeah it's I really very like that scene in particular. It's very, very nice. Unlike um, unlike Evil Dead, it's very it's very consistent. <laughs> oh my god, we'll have a fun discussion <laughs> about Evil Dead. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm so I'll, love that. Yeah. I'll recommend the trailer. Oh, I'm sure movie. you will. I'm sure you will. No, you will. Anyways, going back to that, actually, I mean, I, th that's what you were talking about with the water stuff. That also leads to another really, really just beautiful shot um, of the rooftop with all the buckets that wide, that which is a shot that they like to do a lot, the, the like, extreme, lo like, wide shots. Oh, yeah, yeah the I, bucket, the, the buckets well, with all the just, holes in it, you mean? Well, that's more like <laughs> just the back and forth. I'm talking about the actual... Yeah, I um, yeah, but that shot is beautiful. I mean, yes, it's really fucking funny how the the explanation. So what we're talking about is if you look at the rooftop scene where it's Jim and Frank talking about how there's no water and they set up buckets on the roof to try and get rainwater. Um, the day of when they were filming, they brought like a hundred or so buckets, maybe like two hundred or something, thinking, oh, that'll be plenty. Uh, and then they set them up on the rooftop and they realized it was like nowhere near the amount that they would have needed So they had to scrounge as many buckets as you can. So if you watch they're like two or three um, Laundry baskets with holes in them that make really no sense. And I mean, I guess in the continuity of that you could say um, There's probably still like a little lip where they could catch a little bit of water. So it's still something but it, It's really just funny to see amongst the sea of actual buckets that right plane in the center of the front in the foreground there's a there's a hamper where they could have put it in the background to just set up that wide shot but no they they had it right there right in front of frank where it's it's so visible it's very fun it's funny to point out uh and i don't it's not something i hold against the movie look the best movies ever made always have little goofs in it you know, uh, all movies had that kind of sort of shit, but that's just like nitpicking at that point. So why? Did... All right, all right. So, my, do you have any more few comments to say about yeah. cinematography? Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's one shot that I just was obsessed with. It was that one scene where the military were talking to. It was like a shot from like the window point of view, and it was raining falling off like on the window, like that mm -hmm. scene. Oh yeah, right before. Gym attacks. Oh yeah, I I do have another movie where uh 
they had that very impressive shot. Um, okay, okay. It, well, it's this called, is about it's 28 called, days uh, later, Justin. It's called this the is room? about 28 days later, bitch. Get on oh the my god. It's not, oh my it's god. Called the room. Not the Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut that waterfall up. shot. Up. That wasn't Bruh. as good. That wasn't as good. No, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't. There was, I think, my, my favorite shot of this movie is right after the scene where they raid the shopping center the 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 grocery store and it's them driving past a, a, f a flower field uh but it's quite clear that it was a double exposure shot where the flower field that they put on is actually a painting and it just it feels right because it f it's literally kind of like a fake world that's not the world they live in it's just an image of what used to be the old beauty but it's an old video that they're experiencing in that moment. And the shot itself is just a beautiful shot, right? To see real life and that painting together. It's just so aesthetically pleasing to the eye. I love that shot. What about you, Justin? What's your what's your favorite shot in the movie? My favorite shot in the movie, oh boy. It would probably be the shot near the beginning where uh, he's like walking through the city, right? And mm. there's like this one specific mm. shot where it's like a um It's panning up he's, and he's walking forward. Yeah, he's like walking forward face. and then it shows like the, the face in the background, like that giant face, like there's something watching him, something like looming over him. But yeah, I this is one of the few things that have stuck with me since I first watched the movie. Because I was overly critical when I first watched the movie, but the the one thing that did stick out from the start is the cinematography. This The cinematography is just like... Honestly, I think both of you really sum up everything that I feel. Uh, I mean... Now, I do want to say one thing. Because I, I feel like I'd be wrong. Or I'd be doing myself wrong if I didn't mention it. There are two shots back-to-back -back that I actually dislike in this movie. Oh my god! Uh, it's... It's in the la it's in the end sequence, um, where it's right before like Jim ends up attacking the rapist and freeing Selena. There, Selena and our the rapist, I'm just gonna call him the rapist, are standing in the hallway together. So shots with um Selena and the military guy. It feels like those shots were gotten later on with reshoots, like with the fucking fisheye lens. They feel really up close. Like I can literally feel the camera and it just it takes me out of it every time i can't agree with the military shot that i guess that's an okay shot to me i don't i don't see anything like i'm not bothered by it i actually quite like the uh the close-up shot with the uh with the extreme shadows on her face so uh are we doing uh ratings yes that's what I put okay so personally um, because of those two little shots that just, they bug me a little bit, uh, I want to give it a little bit of a lesser rating, so I honestly, like, I'd give it an, a 19.5 out of 20. Alright, well, those shots don't bug me, so I'm giving it a 20 out of 20. Bro, you're making me feel like a fucking dumb asshole. <laughs> you're only like it's supposed to be your favorite movie. Okay, well, okay, Maya, what do you give it? No hesitation, 20 out of 20. Yeah, it was 20 beautiful. Out of 20. Okay, well then we're just gonna give it a fucking full 20 out of 20 score. 20 yeah! out of 20? Yeah! I just feel like I had to do my part and mention that those two little shots there, they bug me, 
But I'm happy giving this movie a 20 out of 20 in cinematography. Phenomenal. I love it. Absolutely gorgeous. Lol, you lost. Writing! Let's move on to that. Justin, you kind of started going... Or was it you or was it Maya? Who was talking about the water? Water. That I was talking Maya. about the water. Alright, well then Maya, go ahead and lead us for this category as well. Okay. I mean, the water scene, it don't really, really count that. But... but... It's just like a little side thing. Like, it's a little... It's just a nice little world building thing that is kind of contributed to the writing. Like, it's very consistent in that way, where uh, at the beginning of the film they establish that there's no water just through the visuals. Um, and then they show, like, uh, the buckets on the roof. It's like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's just a nice little consistency thing that you notice in the background. Yeah, mm -hmm. but one thing I loved about the writing is that they foreshadowed a lot of like a few things in the movie from what i've noticed because yeah, this movie uh, likes foreshadowing like yeah, a lot absolutely yeah yeah and another thing that i really like is that they foreshadowed that the military people were really bad people from like the start because a few scenes i've noticed where they seemed really off was when they told the uh, hannah that she should cook for the meeting that she's going to stay longer than if she's going to quote-unquote cook for them yeah. And I was like, wait a damn minute. They're only supposed to... Huh? You want them there to was, hurt was her? Another like part, they are really suspicious. There was another part that also that I realized on another viewing that, like, so they, after they finish killing all the zombies, Selena's at the front door with her machete, and then the guys are just being assholes to her and trying to talk her up. And then the colonel comes in and he tells them off, right? But as they're going away, he leans into one of his officers and is like... Uh, not so fast, right? A little line like that, but it shows right then and there that the officer know, like the colonel knows what's going on. He knows why they're being like that, and he's telling them if you're gonna do it this fast, they're not gonna be as willing. That's foreshadowing for sure. Uh, and then Justin, you brought up another really cool thing that I hadn't noticed either. That was foreshadowing for the military again. It might have been Manchester. Oh yeah, um, I remember. I pointed as that out. pulling up to the as they're pulling up to the where the, they're supposed to meet the military, they see the entire city is on fire. Yeah, uh, so and they basically, it. Um, yeah. Go ahead. What what I interpreted from it was that um, because they found out about this place with people, it's like it's gonna be their safe haven. Like they're they're spending everything to get to this place. It's like it's like heaven for them, basically. And then right when they finally get to it, they realize the entire thing is burnt up. It's like they they thought they were going to heaven, but they're actually just going into hell. Like, they're going into the real horrible shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everything that they look at and, like, the landscape that they're going towards is all very nice and beautiful. Um, that actually kind of felt like a different... So, like... The pacing of the film, it starts them off where they're all chipper and cheery, right? They're they're going through these beautiful landscapes. Um, they have that really wholesome scene in the grocery store, right? Um, and then as they're getting closer to their destination, they like stay things start getting over brighter. Stuff stay, starts yeah, getting yeah. a bit better. But then it gets a little darker as they where they ended up making camp. Uh, yeah. And I almost feel like this is almost like not like kind of like purgatory or like it's limbo, like it's right? like they're the, the, entering the a layer of hell. Can I finish my fucking sentence? No. You Roblox head motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you go oof. 
Oh wow, what that a was threatening. What a what a threatening <laughs> insult. Damn. It'll make me go oof. What I'm trying to say, uh, it, it just it all ties together so well, all these character traits and the story itself. I mean we're writing about the dialogue which all matches the characters. Um, so I think we've said enough when it comes to writing this movie. I give it a twenty out of twenty with the story. I I, I don't see a single flaw in the story itself. Yeah, twenty out of twenty. I'm gonna give it an eighteen out of twenty. Oh. Okay. Uh, I think that makes it a, a nineteen out of twenty. Uh, with our two twenty out of twenties. Yeah, yeah, it does. Okay. All right. Acting. I do want to take the stage because again, I don't think that there's really any weakness in any of the acting for all of the characters and all the zombies and everything in this movie. Even the beginning part where we had the the health activists and the one scientist right they all even rock at the roles the only weak portrayal is hannah right she has a couple of weaker lines like there's the one line um when her father dies and he's dead and got shot on the ground and he's lying there and she goes dad Austin, were you just it reminded me of that one scene in The Lion King? Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Dad, you gotta wake up! That was better acting. That was much better acting. I know, but... I'll recommend it, don't worry. Honestly, her acting becomes the best when she's stoned. She sounds the best when she's supposed to be stoned, right? It literally dies. No effort in it. It just... It falls blank. Um... Frank has a really great performance, right? Like, again, I said, his character was really written well to be a dad, uh, and then the actor encapsulates that energy, being able to go from stern to, like, badass. He even makes a literal dad joke at one point. I don't know if you noticed. It's in the grocery store when they're looking at the food, and he looks over all the, the, the fruits, and the only fruits that are good are the green apples, and he goes, Mmm, irradiated. As much as as much as the character itself is a hated character, you got to give props to an actor being able to make a character hated. Uh, the actor who plays the rapist. Yeah. Good job. You you you're really you you play a really good rapist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, if anyone's getting canceled here, it's you. <laughs> No, he doesn't. Okay, but I'm I'm serious. Yeah, I know. He's I know. Able to really match those vibes, or he seems pretentious and suggestive and egotistical, and he just encapsulates all those really off-putting energies. He's good at it. Yeah. So honestly, for me personally, all the characters portrayed their roles phenomenally, except for except for Hannah. Uh, but even Hannah had her moments that were really well done. What that one line reminds me of, like that one clunky line, is that moment in uh, I think it was like Godfather Part Three, where uh, where the dude dies, right? Haven't and, seen it. Haven't seen and it. and his daughter literally just goes, "Dad." 
It's like Tommy Wiseau. You see someone dies. <laughs> You're so <laughs> funny, Mark. What a story, Mark. <laughs> so, do you have any more comments about acting, or are you ready to give ratings? Because personally, I'm going to give it an 18 out of 20. Yeah, that's same with me. Okay, one thing before uh, that I like to mention is that everybody oh. pretty much had a character arc. Like, Hannah went from this, like, stone-cold bitch. So, oh, was it? No, it was not. Yeah, Selena went from, like, this stone-cold bitch to be, like, everyone for themselves. I'd kill you if I had the chance to, to being, like... She said this line. It was like, I'd kill you in a heartbeat. And then, oh, when she didn't kill yes. Jim, Jim went, that was... Oh, like, yeah. Was a a, I was like, okay, so the acting is really good there for portraying that line. But that's just another example of really good writing, because that's been built up from the very beginning of the movie, right? When she first meets him, she's like... You better know, if anything were to happen, I will kill you in a heartbeat, right? And she keeps talking about this, and he even, like, he's like, if anything happens, I know, I'll know, you'll kill me in a heartbeat, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you're so funny, Hannah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or Selena, fuck, now you got me doing it. My, I know, it's confusing, it's confusing. Ah. I blame you. I blame you. Okay. Um, I and... blame everyone. Okay, Boomer. Anyway, with that being said, I'm going to give acting a 19 out of 20. Alright, acting gets a 18.5 out of 20. So, we have music. The 20, okay, so it's just straight up. The 28 Days Later theme is by far one of my all-time favorite soundtrack pieces. Understandable. Like the movie... Is builds up the tension of the song slowly and slowly more and more as the notes keep carrying on. It's a simple motif, and then eventually it just breaks out into that electric guitar that just itself like almost resets. It almost breaks the tension, even though it escalates it to a whole new level. But escalating it to that whole new level allows the music to rebuild all that tension that just built up until it gets to that. And then it ends on this just soft, like, piano notes that just just reiterate the actual motif of the song, but more calm, right? Uh, and then there's also a lot of other really beautiful pieces of music. The music, it has a wide range of almost um, religious to creepy. They have different themes that perfectly match what's on screen. It's so good. I, I love the music in this movie um and as for the sounds uh let's talk about that let's talk about the fucking zombies the zombies are terrifying I, one of the best parts is how um there's a lot of moments where they throw up blood which spreads the infection it literally sounds like the zombies like the zombies are in pain as they're doing it right the humans yeah. they can't they can't help themselves they're involuntarily um letting all this fucking bodily fluids out right and they're like they literally sound like they're in pain that that's a and pretty dark theory to uh to think about like for the movie yeah. uh now again if i'm gonna be critical about uh -oh. anything i have one complaint stinky there is an awkward scene in the movie it's the scene when they go to get gas and they stop at the burger joint and jim goes in it's never brought up in the movie. Again, it's never repeated. And I think there's even been like the the like other people have confirmed that like it's a weird, just like a weird continuity thing. 
there's a piece of audio in that scene where the kid speaks. What? The zombie kid screams like like fucking Anakin Skywalker. I hate you. And he gets killed. You could cleanly hear it if you go back and watch the scene. What Actually, the here, hell? here, post, post, Justin, play the clip. <laughs> See? You see? It's right there. Alright, mm -hmm. Justin, this will either not phase you at all, or you'll feel like an idiot for not noticing. It, it's such a weird scene. But, again, overall, I love the sound mix and the sound effects used for this movie. I love the music and how it's perfect within the, all, the, the, all of the movie. Yeah, the, uh, the main theme specifically, which, you know how hard it is to get me to remember music? in a film yeah yeah but yeah. i can definitely remember the music for this movie it, it's it stands out above the rest it yeah. it really like added so much to the film you guys basically said most of the things i wanted to talk about but i just want to give a shout out to the music on that rain fighting scene because that's the oh main theme my. that's the yeah. main theme of the whole that that's, main that's theme, the 28 days. if you were to look up 28 days later theme that's the theme yeah i mean yeah. i love okay so uh, any final points about music or sound from either of you? Because personally, 20 out of 20. Uh, oh, wait, yes, no, sorry. 19... If you guys give it 20 out of 20, I'll give it a 20, 20 out of 20. Uh, but if I would have had to give a score, actually, like, I don't even want to give it a 19.5. I'm going to give it a 19.9 out of 20. I'm going to be that dipshit. Oh, my God, you're being that guy. Actually, no, I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to give it a 19.99 out of 20. <laughs> Fuck you, you're that guy? It loses really 0.01 score for that I hate you line for the kid. Well, fuck you, 20 out of 20. 20 okay, out we're going to give it a 20 out of 20 for Sound of Music. Yay! All right, so, Justin, you like to ramble... I think it's your turn to ramble. Last yeah. category, post-production. Take it away. All right, well, uh, there's not much I really have to say about it. I just think the uh, the pace and flow of the movie is, like, really... It's just really well done. Um, the Most of the effects don't really fall into the post-production category because the, most of the effects are practical on the mm -hmm. zombies. Um yeah. But well, what there is, there, like... there are actually two specific things that are in this movie that I I can think of. Are there? Because I, I yeah. Well, there's the one thing. There's one scene near the beginning when they're, uh, it's when they're sleeping in the can the like the convenience store, and there's that pan over the city, um, to the like a panning to the right, but in the top corner you can see the face of them sleeping, and then as it stops panning to the right, and eventually it tilts up, and it tilts into frame of them in the store, right? That would have been a post thing. Alright. Um, and then there's also another thing that they've done with editing that they did with a lot of action sequences. Like, there's when they did it, they did it with um, Jim waking up from his nightmares when they were camping. They did it with a lot of, like, the impacts of, like, hitting or zombies attacking where they'd like they'd show the action but then they cut back like a frame a couple like half a second and re-show that action and they do that a couple times so it like almost it repeats itself in that moment yeah, it, and it kind of it, wor it works really well it works really it well for this kind of movie for this kind of like vhs sort of tone yeah a lot of the editing is just pretty seamless and with editing it's it's that aspect where 
if you don't really notice it that much, then it's doing a good job. So I would I would say the editing is is pretty uh, like pretty pretty perfect, honestly. Yeah, the editing. I think the edit. Yeah, the I think the editing is perfect for the film, but there's nothing that's too spectacular about. Yeah, the there's nothing itself. spectacular. Right? About if, it's, it. if there's a sec, if there's a section that this movie is gonna drop in. It is going to be post-production. They really didn't do anything special at all in editing. Like, the editing must have been pretty freaking easy to do, to be honest. Um, I think probably the most special effects in this movie that there was was probably making that city on fire. Right? Oh, yeah. But okay. that looked really good. Yeah, it was... I didn't have and any realistic. complaints about the... Neither did I. So there's no complaints to say, but there was also, like... Like, if we were to look at, like, the, the section that's, um... 15 and above or like 16 and above like 16 to 20 it's amazing pacing which it does uh incredible transitions which there really isn't any of um and mind-blowing special effects which again there really isn't any of right to me this fits more into the 11 to 15 category which there's a fluent flow and beats are well met there's a good runtime with little to no unnecessary content and the special effects that were there fit well. So for me, that, so I'd give it a I personally give it a fifteen out of twenty. This is where I kind of disagree with your thingy a little bit because, yeah, the editing isn't like it isn't doing any cool little like tricks or transitions or anything. But this isn't really a movie that needs those kinds of transitions. It's very raw in its style, and uh, I think it works for the editing. So I'm probably gonna give it like a. 17 honestly i think the pacing is pretty incredible in this i think so too i agree i agree with you and that's a fair i think that's a fair score but i'm giving to get i'm sticking with 15 out of 20 because all right I think, that makes right. sense because everything else was just so phenomenal that it kind of like made post-production look kind of like a man moment <laughs> i think i'm gonna give it the same rating as awesome i'm gonna give it a 15 out of 20 all right 16 to 20, I think that's fair. And that gives us our grading. That That's official. We've got our full grading now. So we're going to go ahead and add up the score. Let me just go ahead and pull out the calculator because I am not a smart person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for cinematography, we got a 20 out of 20. Uh, for writing, 19 out of 20. For acting, we got an 18.5 out of 20. For Sound and Music, another 20 out of 20. And then post-production got a 16 out of 20. The total grade from Jam Entertainment's opinion on 28 Days Later, my all-time favorite movie, is a 93.5 out of 20. Or 100. Yeah. All right. 93.5 out of 100. That's accurate. I think that fits pretty well. I like that. This movie, it's phenomenal. Uh, You could never change my mind. Uh, if you like, w- are looking forward to seeing more content from us or would like to see more content from us, uh, make sure to subscribe. Uh, if you enjoyed this video, please leave it a like. Don't forget uh, and to comment. Tell us like what button. you like. Uh, Bye, yeah. I'm going to go pee. All right, goodbye. Oh, yeah, don't forget to smash that like button. That like button. That like button. That like button. That like button.